0: As Wall Street's indexes continue to run strong.
1: Strongest three months we've seen since at least 1999. So the recession that started in February is over for all intents and purposes.
0: Yesterday, President Trump made such a visit. Now, Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden and his wife Jill will travel to Kenosha, Wisconsin tomorrow to hold a community meeting to address unrest in that city since the police shooting of Jacob Blake. And you're listening to USA radio news.
1: I'm Dr. John Howe, veterinarian and 2020-2021 AVMA immediate past president with the latest on COVID-19 and pets. There's been a very limited number of infections in companion animals, with most cases asymptomatic or with minor respiratory issues. Here are some key tips. If you're healthy, keep practicing good hygiene with your pets. Wash your hands before and after playtime and when handling food, waste or supplies. It's best if you don't let your pets interact with people or pets outside your household, especially if you're in an area with community spread. Exercise is important for your pet, but try to steer clear of crowded dog parks, mind the heat, socially distance, keep cats indoors whenever possible. If you're ill with COVID-19, try to have someone care for your pets. If you can't always wear a mask, Don't share food, kiss, or hug your pets, and wash your hands before and after any contact. For more information on keeping your pets happy, healthy, and safe, visit avma.org.
0: America's top diplomat again hammering China's government.
2: The Chinese Communist Party has implemented a system of opaque approval processes designed to prevent American diplomats from conducting regular business, attending events, securing meetings, and connecting with the Chinese people.
0: Speaking this morning in Washington, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo also said the Beijing government continues to threaten academic freedom and human rights within its own borders, and it's also been bullying its neighbors.
2: From the Taiwan Strait to the Himalayas and beyond, the Chinese Communist Party is engaged in a clear and intensifying pattern of bullying its neighbors.
0: German officials say Russian dissident Alexei Nelvani was poisoned with a chemical nerve agent. The 44-year-old critic of Russian President Vladimir Putin being treated in Germany after becoming ill while flying a little over a week ago. Government officials say he was poisoned by an agent that has been used in other cases involving Russian dissidents
3: HP online for 15% off. Would you like to be the next radio star? KSHP can help make your dream a reality. Be part of the KSHP family and have your own show on the same station as the radio shopping show, Coach Harvey Hyde and Brian Blessing. Whether it's sports talk, entertainment, or your special interest, we can help you develop your own show and get it on the radio at a price you can afford. Call us at 702-221-1200 or send us an email at mail at KSHP.com to find out how you can be the next radio star. Facebook Live show is changing times. We'll still see you on Fridays, but
4: now we'll be on from 12 to 1 p.m. Come spend your lunch hour with Danny and Brady each and every Friday for shopping, games, prizes, and all-around silliness on the Facebook Live show. You can follow us on Facebook at KSHP Vegas so you won't miss notifications when we go live. Tell your friends about the show so they can join in on the savings each week. The Facebook Live show is a fun and unique way to shop and is in association with the world-famous radio shopping show. Come on over and join us Fridays at 12 p.m.
3: The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers.
4: Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679.
2: Folks, here we go. Another edition of SportsInsiderRadio.com. Things really heating up. Football is coming. It's coming fast. NHL, NBA, MLB, Kentucky Derby, the FedEx Cup, Championship, the U.S. Open, the Masters. I think sports is back. We just got to get fans back in the game. But the games are on and something for us to watch and have fun with. And that's what we talk about here on Sports Insider Radio. I invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. And without further ado, wasting no time to the boys. Well, what are we calling you? The Beasts of the East. John
3: and Mike. Hi, boys. Hey, Brian. Uh, another wonderful Wednesday. I think we're, we're right at the finish line. It's funny that, to think back that four or five months ago that we were literally... Talking about air, there was no sports. We were hoping, we were praying. We we did, we we suffered, but now we're here. And literally, there had. I know. I don't know if you watched that football game last Saturday. It was on ESPN, and um, you know, even though it was you know minor league teams, it was still finally it's set in that football is here. It's starting this week. We have a great game tomorrow the weekend, and obviously the big conferences start in a couple weeks, NFL starting next week. I mean, it it couldn't be a better time with all the other things that are going on, like the bubble, NBA bubble, the games have been fantastic. Hockey's been great. Baseball, I mean, it's, it's like we have everything, the whole gauntlet, at our disposal every single day. And up to about last week, we had NBA games starting at you know breakfast time for you. So um, it's been awesome.
2: And let's welcome in, John. and uh, you know what's it been like in terms of uh, the interest from uh, you know the customers, the folks calling in, they're all ready to roll.
4: Oh, of course, they're ready to roll. The question is, is Mike ready to roll? Mike spent of quite a bit of money yesterday. Let's tell the listeners, because they all they want to follow you on your golf uh, trilogy. What, what did we do yesterday, Mike?
3: So I went, Brian, and I got fitted for clubs. I got my new irons. I got the new tailor-made Sims. They're very forgiving. Obviously, I still need that in the early stages of my golf game. But you, I could tell you, you know, after getting a lesson, Brian, and this obviously – You know I've been working out for years. I'm a strong guy, but I I couldn't generate the speed. I was always trying to muscle it. and Obviously, in golf, as you've told me for the last month, um, that is not necessary. It's all about the speed of the club head. I have now been able to translate that into my three-wood and into my driver, even though recently I'm still slicing my driver to an extent, so I'm slowing down my speed, but with my three-wood, Brian, I mean, I'm hitting it 260 off the fairway. So I know well if done. I can get my driver down, I'll be, if I can control my driver, it's, it's going to be a great day where I could get on the green in two on any par four, no matter the case. That's what I'm shooting for.
2: That, that's awesome. And you know what? Honestly, it's exciting to hit it a, a million miles. It's more important to stay in play. And don't take yourself out. So, if, if if you give up 15 yards to be straight, it's worth it. Exactly,
3: and I I think now I'm finally you know more comfortable. The muscle memories sinking in. The lessons have helped. Um, I got fitted, so they adjusted the toe and the iron. So now I'm you know the the size of the iron is right now. I obviously have brand new irons. They were you know the 2020 edition of the TaylorMade Sims. They're just The sound is great. You know, the vibration is very minimal. Overall, you know, I'm very excited with the product that I'm putting out there on every single morning, which is now my new CrossFit. But you know what? You know, it's going to take a backseat. We're in the last couple weeks. I've toned down my weekend play because obviously starting this weekend, I'm not going to be doing anything. My girlfriend already knows Saturday and Sunday's, for the next seven months, she does. She's not calling me in the morning. She knows where I am, and it's not on the golf course. It's going to be right here, in the office, waiting for the games to start. It's just really exciting part of the year. You know, my Ravens are back. It looks like my Uh-oh. quarterback is finally ready to repeat his MVP caliber run. Even though we're not going to have fans in the stands to start, but you know what, Brian. Once they start playing, once they kick off that Thursday night game, because obviously, look, this is weird. have never had this before. We've never had a preseason. So we're usually eased into it, even though we don't particularly like the preseason games. We could kind of gauge the season, I mean, especially for us, when we're betting on everything. You know, we like to gauge how the players are playing, how they've come in through the offseason. Are they in shape? We really haven't had that. So when the beginner, you know, when the first game kicks off, a week from Thursday, I mean, it is going to be exciting. I think everybody is finally geared up. It's it's like in the last couple of weeks, Brent. I don't know if you've been, you know, the people you talk to as well, but it's been a lot of people were just not sure, even though they know the schedule was set and the training camps open. Nobody really felt it yet, but I think now that they played that college football game and that they're going off as planned for everything else. I mean, all of the clients have been calling me. They're super excited, geared up for the season, and I think we're going to have an excellent season coming up.
2: Well, I think the thing that's odd about this, and, you know, I know you're making the calls and talking to people, but without preseason games, it's 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 hard to believe that it's here next Thursday. It's like it, it just showed up, you know, without the preseason. It's odd not having that lead in. It just it seems so weird.
3: And that's going to be probably the case for the first couple weeks of the season where we're tentative. Um, You know, unfortunately we don't have our wonderful co-host in studio today, David Miller. Um, He will obviously be here next week, but like he said, you know, it's, it's all about getting your, the right money. in. I mean, it's getting the right line value early in the week where no matter the case. And I think with, No preseason, the odds makers are going to be wrong early on in the season. And I think for us, we're going to have a huge edge. And that's why I believe even though we didn't have a preseason, I think it's an edge to us in general than the public.
2: You ready for football, John?
4: I'm sitting here looking at stats for baseball, to be honest with you. While I'm talking is for my homework assignment that I'm running late on and uh yeah i mean look you know me i'm i'm the complete opposite of you guys i'm more like dave in that i'm not a fan really of any of it obviously my son enjoys the ravens but i mean you know me decades of just this is my version of the stock market it's interesting though because um you know i actually had a couple clients like still ask me about kbo baseball like they got used to betting it and it's funny because uh You know, there are some people that have that more global perspective now. Um, When we talk, I wanted to talk about last night's game. It's not relevant to anything other than the video that we did almost a decade ago about it's not what sometimes what you bet. It's when you bet. I literally watched. I was watching lines on the screens yesterday. Right before the Nuggets went off at post, they went from plus one to minus one. And then right at close, late money came in hard on the Nuggets, and they closed at minus two. So can you imagine within a five-minute period, Brian, you bet the Nuggets at plus one, you're a winner. You bet the Nuggets at minus one, you're a winner. You bet the Nuggets at minus two at post, you're a push. A guy like Dave would wait, and he would basically automatically bet the auto bet on the plus two for his value obviously he would have pushed but it just goes to show you that you know people question these lines those late moves a lot of times can be the difference between that win that loss and the push and obviously that was evident last night in the in the nugget
2: game. You always want to get the best of the number and football it's yeah. coming I'm telling you on Mondays those first look at the new lines and that ability to have a, a real in, true inclination where the numbers are going to go, it makes a difference over the long haul.
3: Well, so I'm looking right line, now. We'll the talk. lines are up. up. Right now the Ravens are in an eight-and-a-half point favorite over the Cleveland Browns. It's like last season, just rolled over into this season, the Ravens lay more than a touchdown on every game like clockwork.
2: I hear you, man. You, you, your boys are going to be big favorites in most games.
3: Yeah, and I mean, look, I do believe they revamped uh, an already extraordinary roster. They they bolstered up the defensive line, which was a big factor last year. That we feel like we needed inside presence, and you know, obviously, the only position that I feel like we as a team and the Ravens have to work on and get the right players in there would be the linebacking core and to replace Earl Thomas who was released last week. So, you know, there's a lot of really cool things going on in the NFL because, again, there was no preseason. You know, it's been less injuries. I don't know if you've noticed that. It's been a lot less injuries since what we're used to dealing with in preseason. So that could be a big factor. Are these guys going to be in game shape week one and two? So a lot of the value may be in the first half. And that's the other angle that we're going to be taking on because, again, this is brand new. We've never had this, a game start next Thursday, and it's the first ever game of the season. Usually we're at the Hall of Fame game. So, obviously, these players are not going to be in game shape, coming off, not being able to train at the facilities, and hanging out. Obviously, with certain ones were obviously working out at their own houses, but most of them were probably not. And not getting that you know, extra coaching in the off season where it's going to cause issues. And it's, it's, it's such an intricate game where there's so many plays that when you come in training camp and you don't have that off season workouts, I mean, that could cause problems and even the best of them. I mean, Tom Brady coming into Tampa Bay, dealing with a completely new system, completely new wide receivers, you know, for him to get adjusted, no matter how good he is, may take a couple weeks. And, that could definitely show in the total of the game, and it could show in the first half where you can get value betting dog money in the first half, and it's not as easy for the listeners that are hearing us right now that we're talking about it. They could just bet the dogs in the first half, but in reality, there's a lot more that goes into it, but that's what we do here is we, we don't talk about specific games. We talk about getting line value, and if we see value on the board early in the week, we're going to take it no matter the case.
2: Well, the funny thing is, I think with hockey and basketball and the bubble and no fans, uh, the one thing, it doesn't seem like there's that much difference. I think teams still go on runs. There have been some small things in hockey, but for the most part, not that big a deal. But it's going to be a really interesting uh, thing to watch and maybe adjustments that have to be made when when football cranks up here, uh, and that is the lack of fans and the impact that it usually has on visiting teams. Um, that, we're going to have to pay attention pretty closely in the football here uh, to see what, what it's like without fans, because it could be markedly different than the other two sports.
3: Well, it's got to be different, because with basketball, it's just pace of play. They go up and down, they go up and down. I mean, virtual fans, I don't think that really affects them. They're playing on the same courts, so they're comfortable. It's basically like all these teams in the NBA bubble are playing on their home court because they're playing on the same bucket with the same arena um, every single night. I mean, I'm sure they switch them out between the three different facilities, but overall it's basically the three same facilities where with football, the dynamic of, and we always talk about this, you know, that third down – Defensive presence, the crowd is loud. That quarterback is under pressure on that third down every time around. But now you take away that element where there's literally no fans, except, Brian, side note, I just got an alert uh, yesterday that for $57, I could put a cardboard on myself for the eight wow. regular season games
2: in the stands of Ravens Stadium. Do you think I'm going to do it? It's only going to cost you $57. $57. Oh, jeez. I, I mean, and, well, well. the question is, where is your cutout? Like, will it be where we'll actually see it? And would the cutout have you wearing the, you know, like a Scottish kilt and holding a golf club?
3: No, I mean, I have to represent Ravens, obviously. I mean, you know, golf is my passion. I love it. But, you know, my first passion has always been football. I've been playing flag football. In my 30s, I still do. And, you know, I'm going to be, I'll have my whole get up. You know, it's at the end of the day, I think it's worth it. It's And it goes to charity on top of it. So, <laughs> well, now, 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 now it. that's
2: a different story. I was going to say, John, if you're his financial advisor, would you advise him to do that? But then through charity, you know, that's a completely different animal now.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was going to ask you real quick about uh, hockey, just a segue before we get into the upcoming football on the lines. Um, so Dave can't, obviously he's in Reno right now. He's on a, what we call a Reno run. He's line shopping for football, the NFL. And, uh, he likes, you know, there's some spots that he gets, you know, he tries to get the best of the number and he gets on a plane and he flies up to Reno and bets, and then he comes back to Vegas. Um, so, but yesterday he had a wager on the Canucks plus one and a half minus one and a quarter. Now, you know, I'm a dog lover. Why I don't I don't I can't ask him he's not on the show. But in that spot, would you always take the dog if you like the dog as the, the plus plus two forty, or would you take I, the plus
2: one and a half? I would. I would as long as I've been doing hockey, or as long as I've been doing this, I have never taken plus one and a half. Never. Well, I know he follows people that probably told him to do that. He doesn't I, I, handicap it himself, it, it, and, 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 and he won. But the, the thing they won is, but when, but I, but, I but, 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 like when you're but when you're they could have won two fifty. <laughs> but the, the problem is you know, when you're taking the plus one and a half, you're like, okay, they can hang around and only lose by a goal but virtually every night then for two minutes you're avoiding the dart with the empty netter. I mean you know, I mean over the and, and, and usually you're laying you're laying pretty significant wood here. To get plus a goal and a half, um, it, it's I I would I I've never done it. Is the short answer, never. Okay. Now I don't know what it, it, they were such a big underdog.
4: Plus two fifty, like in some. Well, class, so yeah. but
2: I mean that the plus one and a half there. He's saying, okay, if I get to overtime, it doesn't matter, right? Right, um, he laid
4: a buck and a quarter. He laid twenty five cents. He didn't lay outrageous but, but, wood. But the
2: thing to me is, if you're if you're willing, and I know you'll agree with this, I mean, we talk about if you're taking a, t- a team plus seven in a basketball game. I mean, the starting point should be: Do you think they can win the game? You know, right. And so, if you're going to take plus one and a half and, and lay lay wood, why wouldn't you just take the plus two thirty? Right. And you know, do do a a half unit play. And 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 take the plus two thirty, and you may probably you make more money than you would if you made the full unit play, laying wood.
4: hmm That's why I asked you because I knew you'd you'd have an answer when regarding
2: hockey. I'm, so. not, I'm not, I mean I'm not. How do you sneeze at it? He won, you know. But over the course of a two-game season, you know anybody sitting there doing that, I got news for you. You know, when you start doing the homework assignment on who are these teams that are, you know, twenty four and ten, <laughs> and you're losing money if you're betting them, you know, over the course of eighty two games, pl- taking the plus one and a half in a hockey game, you'll go broke. And so, let me ask you:
4: on the flip side of that, or would you lay two fifty on, on the, uh, you know, if you were taking in the Golden Knights, would you lay, or is that too no, high a price? No, ne- I
2: never. Uh, in hockey. I swear to you, you, should never lay more than a quarter. That, that, that's almost well. The, then you're then you're throwing out a million games. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, no, I'm not throwing those games out. I'll, I'll play the puck line. Oh, oh, you lay the one and a half, gotcha. Oh uh, no, I'll lay the one and a half. A, a team that's like minus a dollar fifty are going to be plus a dollar seventy five on the puck line. If I think they're going to win, I'm going to so were on. So
4: the Golden Knights were minus one and a half plus even money, basically, plus 105 yesterday from minus
2: 250. Yeah, well, I mean, right there, I mean, but to lay, you know, if, you, if you'd have done that, you'd lose a unit. If, you'd, if you were crazy enough to bet the minus 250, you'd lose two and a half units.
4: Well, I think what a lot of people do, especially you can agree with this heavy chalk, is this is where the parlays come in people are betting parlays and they're sticking Vegas into every parlay because there's no way they can lose and we'll parlay that with the other huge super favorites if it's a large board obviously last night it was only a two- game board but uh well
2: the, the, you know the, that's the, the thing is I mean you know it's like the Kentucky Derby Saturday and tis the law on paper and right you, you look at the racing form tis the law looks like a stroke on the board well. Okay, wait a minute. It's a horse race. A horse's rear at the gate. Somebody could cut the horse off. Um, he's breaking from post-17, which has never won the Kentucky Derby. So, it's sad. He's won six of seven career races. Guess where the only time he lost a race was? It was at Churchill Downs. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
2: And the, and he's he's going great guns. But this is such a unique year where... There are eight to ten horses in this race that had no designs on the Kentucky Derby. They weren't going to be ready the first Saturday of May, and and then there are the some that are in that were on the Derby trail and they just weren't good enough. But that was in May. Now they're older three year olds. One of these horses could come off the shelf and just be a completely different horse. It's like it's like um, it's like hockey. I mean, honestly, I I imagine it was late. You didn't watch the game. The Golden, Knights, yeah. the Golden Knights destroyed Vancouver. They killed them. They killed them. The goalie saved the day. The goalie stole the game. And that's hockey. That that happens in hockey. You know, the, the best team doesn't always win. And now all of a sudden, uh, Vegas will be a big favorite tomorrow. Well, they better win because all of a sudden they blew a 3 1 lead last year in the playoffs. Now they go, like, oh my God, here we go again you know, momentum is a crazy thing in sports. Oh, well, you know, you talk about momentum. That
4: is, you know, Dave, and it's, it's, I love, I want Dave Basically, to be on the show every, in studio with you for the rest of the year. He said, except today, but you know, he he always tells me he doesn't buy into these short-term trends. I mean, baseball, I got to tell you, and you know, this just the trend is your friend. I mean, you're looking at teams now. Today, as we sit, the trends are not that huge, but you know you're getting eight streak, eight game winning streaks, seven game winning streaks. Perfect spot today is I'll, I'll give out a little free radio play at 105 your time, Brian. Baltimore Orioles against the Mets. The Baltimore's won two in a row. The Mets have lost five in a row. It's an early game here in Baltimore. You know I, the value play for me. I know you hate that word. Is 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 Baltimore. And then you have, you know, Philadelphia, same thing against Washington. They've won two games in a row. Washington's lost four games in a row. Yesterday, this this streak got snapped on the Twins. The Twins had their first win after losing six in a row. If you look at tonight's game, Detroit is on a six-game winning streak against Milwaukee, who's on a one-game losing streak, and Then you look at the streaks. Everything's three games up, three games down. You know, Atlanta, St. Louis, the Dodgers, San Fran, all in three-game winning streaks, all playing opponents that are on three-game losing streaks. The profits, like I told you before, Tampa Bay, number one team for the money, followed by the Baltimore Orioles and the Detroit. Uh, So, Tigers, you got Detroit, Baltimore, and Tampa Bay are money-making machines. Everybody else is basically useless except on the National League West, San Francisco, and they're playing Colorado tonight. They're on a three-game winning streak, and uh, Colorado's on a uh, one-game losing streak. But in terms of profitabilities, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, Detroit, and Baltimore. Those are the only four teams of real profit. And again, you know, I'm stubborn with my philosophies of streaks and momentum matters Especially when you're playing every day, and obviously that's not the case in football. Now we'll move over to football. We have 18 for all you listeners out there. 18 college football games where the lines are posted, and uh, what I'm noticing, Brian, and we can talk about it, is except the BYU Navy game, ev- and and the Coastal Carolina Kansas uh, Kansas University game. Everything else is double digits. So I I I'm not saying that Dave is going to be playing every dog but it is amazing out of the gate it'll be interesting to see the ratio you have 18 games and of the 18 games 16 of them are double digit favorites so the question is when the you know technically eight favorites should cover eight dogs could cover statistically in a normal season It'll be interesting to see if it's really pushed to the dog side because of the lack of fans. Starting with tomorrow's South Alabama Southern Mississippi game, the number is right now thirteen and fifty-three and a half. Now, from your perspective, <laughs> I'm, I'm listening. Lane, I'm, I mean, from your perspective, laying seventeen, lang twenty. Laying twenty. I'm looking at these numbers. Wake Forest Clemson. Clemson's laying thirty one and a half at Wake Forest on Saturday at nine in the morning, Vegas time, twelve Noon Eastern Standard Time. Who's laying thirty one in a fanless stadium? And then how about Texas against UTEP? Forty
2: two and a half against UTEP. Well, well, let me let me ask you this. The total (laughs) sixty. Well, would you likely I mean, this is what I'm going to do, I'm, but I'm curious. And I know you'll you'll do it as part of the day and the course of operations. But, you know, on the front end to sit there and decide what to do when there's just so much unknown, um, aren't halftime plays or in-play wagering? Very, oh, my maybe, God, yeah, of course. A, a quick reaction maybe within play, but literally, yeah, I, I mean, 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 isn't halftime – like I would think the, the the it would be the wiser option for me. I, I mean that's at least my plan. You yeah, bet. I you mean
4: it would the be net, the or? wiser. It, yeah, a hundred, Well, you know me. I'm actively playing half times in NBA right now. So. Thank, thank you, Toronto, for knocking the ball out of bounds last night for me. Thank you. That was brutal. I don't know if you watched it. I took Toronto in the second half. I was not happy. <laughs> My son goes, oh, look, he knocked it out of bounds at the end of the game. Like, oh, great. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah.
2: So you're blaming your son.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, you know, I will say, and, that, and on money line betting, let me ask you this. Denver went and then we'll go back to football. Denver went from one and a half to two at post. And I was late getting in Denver in one of my accounts. And when I saw the line go to two, I just immediately clicked the minus one forty button. Like why am I going to lay two? I will lay the forty cents in that situation. Well, no, no, Do you then, agree or not agree?
2: Um yeah, there. I mean something like that, yeah. Like, no no. that's pretty wise. I mean if it's like if the game is literally the numbers says it and your belief is it is a close game but you've got a you know a lean towards somebody but it, with the penchant that it could be really close yeah no that's that's a wise move um yeah. i would i would say this uh, the other day i mean uh i know like with the celtics in toronto i mean that game just kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back i i you know had to right out of the gate had the celtics you know plus plus whatever it was plus two i think um and but I mean also you fire back into it with you know the nice little plus price. I really liked Boston in the game. Um uh, so I w I went the other I went the other way and took took the money line with the plus.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now what'll happen is just like you were talking about Van- Vegas having to win, how much money do you think is gonna come in on Toronto in game three down oh <laughs> two?
2: I, that's a weird one. There. See, the, the funny thing is, now last night in the hockey, and I, I think it speaks to the you know the quality of the team. We've seen some of these elimination games where Arizona and Calgary, I mean, they were on the bus after a period; they were out of there. But Philly staved off elimination last night. Vancouver was getting pumped pretty good. But their goalie kept a minute, and when Vancouver scored, all of a sudden it was a dead even game. So, you know, now we'll see with Toronto. Hey, they defended their well. Uh, so the lines pick them. They're just
4: flipping the coin on this game. They're not giving the edge to Boston at all. Their yeah. opening numbers pick.
2: Well, I don't know, man. You know, Toronto defending champ. Uh, clearly, Kawhi's not there. That doesn't. I mean, we all knew that on the way in. But I'm. Um, it, it's going to be their demeanor for me. Uh, The Celtics are playing like they are fired up. You know, I mean, uh, this is more of an attitude now.
3: I'm looking, yes. Well, when when you talk about these games, it's all about rhythm for these guys. And I've noticed that in the NBA, there's no lead is safe. Even the team yesterday, for example, with the Denver Nuggets game, if you had literally the Nuggets and you thought you were golden, They're up 19, Utah can't score, they're just rolling, and then all of a sudden they just completely die, and Utah comes firing back. And it literally came down to the last minute, it could have went either way. And you're probably sitting there going absolutely insane if you have a wager on Denver. Now, obviously, with baseball, you just don't get that. Most of these teams, very rarely have I seen this year where – In the ninth inning, they they come back and they win the game. It's been consistent where the teams with the right models, and look, we use so many different models, and we use a consensus of all these different sharps like you, Brian, like Dave, like all these other guys in our syndicate, and a lot of clients that listen to us, they understand we have a wealth of knowledge that they simply don't. Unfortunately, we're in the world of most of these clients call in and they have an opinion on every single game, and they think they could pick every single game. But at the end of the day, they realize how hard it is. Than just the opinion, it just doesn't matter.
2: And if let, we let, know let that, me, I, I got to ask you this: though. I mean the 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 dynamic of what it is you do. Uh, I, I can only imagine it happens a lot, but it's, it's got to be frustrating. You're you're very much in tune, customer service, uh, you know, talking to them, making them feel comfortable with what it is you do. But they're calling you for what it is you do. But how many of these people call and go, well, I don't know. I like the other side. <laughs> well, it's cause they, here's, here's <laughs> and, and what and we always like, say, well, Brian. Well, why are you calling?
3: <laughs> here's what we always say. The client that does that, what you just said, <laughs> is calling in to get confirmation of his own bad opinion. He just wants to be told. From- right. He
4: had wants a guy to be call told. from Jersey yesterday. Brian, I had a guy call from Jersey yesterday, you know, brand new, better, opened up one of the, you know, legal accounts. And I, and I said, you know, Dave's got to play in the hockey. And he says, he says, listen, he says, I don't need to pay somebody for hockey. It's very easy. Everybody knows the Golden Knights are going to win. Oh, thank you. So you were calling to subscribe (laughs) to tell me that the Golden Knights, literally just like that with that accent. I I started laughing. I don't know. Like, I literally put him on speaker. Could you repeat that? So, yeah, well, what I need, I don't need him to tell me. I know the Vegas Knights are going to win. Okay, well, thanks for calling. I appreciate the phone call.
3: (laughs) But on the other hand, and I'm going to give a shout-out to a client that has been with us for the last week. It's Alan. He's a CPA from New Jersey. Whoa, they're both from New Jersey. So we have the other hand. We have the guy that John just mentioned that's a know-it-all, and then I have Alan, who literally I explain the portfolio-style wagering that we do, and he goes, thank you for taking the time to explain it to me. It makes so much more sense now. I have been watching and betting sports for a long time. I've never actually looked at it as a business I'm a numbers guy, and what you told me in the last 45 minutes, because I take my time. Again, I want to explain it correctly so the client understands the money management is just as important as the games themselves. Because everybody knows we're going to lose games based on luck. We're going to win games based on luck. Bad beats are just simply part of this business. And the only way to overcome that is to have a big enough sample size and the right money management to overcome the bad beats. And when he understood... The entire model—it was like an aha moment. He goes, "Man, you guys are sharp." He goes, "I'm going to listen to you guys on the radio tomorrow." Man, you guys are next level, and that's what we try to be every single day. But unfortunately, we have the guy like John said that calls our office, and we get a million of those guys every day where they literally call and they tell us what to do. It's like they just want to be—they just want to talk for the sake of talking. There's no actual baseline of how to actually make money because they're going to risk 50% of their bankroll on tonight's selections, no matter what I tell them. And if they lose, they'll just reload another thousand or whatever 500 and try to do it all over again tomorrow. There's no actual business angle to it. They're simply just betting like every other person that walks into a casino and says, all right, I'm going to bet blackjack today. I'm going to get on a hot streak. And if they lose, they come back the next day and they do it all over again. There's no rhyme or reason for it. They're just simply betting, and bettors lose, and traders like us don't lose. And obviously it's much, and we always say this, it's boring. What we do and how we trade is extremely boring. It is not for the guy that wants to triple his account on a five-team parlay tonight. That's just simply lottery betting. And when we break the bad habits and we institute a whole new philosophy on how to do this correctly long-term, some of these guys have an aha moment. They go, "Man, thank you for explaining it to me. I just never thought of it that way. This is what I want to do going forward to make the rest of my 2020 profitable and going into 2021." Now, a guy like and, that
2: is is he on board with "Okay, yeah, soccer. I'm okay. Oh, well, but you got a hockey game?" Or okay.
4: "Forget about soccer. Listen, forget about soccer. You know I'm a cyclist and I'm my uh, Florida, I got France Detroit... match- matchups. Listen, I got my I got Troy's son cycling up and down the Red Rock Canyon every day now, doing 20, 30 miles. He's going to start running the algorithm for the Tour de France. We're gonna. I literally, I'm looking offshore. I can get my Tour de France bets in right now. I'm looking at. I'm I, listen. You can do. You're laughing. You're laughing. <laughs> I'm telling you. I literally, I go online and they have a little pop up box and it says who's going to win the Tour de France and I'm like, whoa. I can start betting on this. This is great. And literally, I watch it every morning, and then I'm in-game live betting these guys as they're going up a hill. Look, there's always a market somewhere. There's always an opportunity somewhere. So, Do, do they have
2: markets for like each individual stage? Who'll get the yellow shirt?
4: Yeah, 100%. Who's going to get the polka dot for the mountain climb? Who's going to get the... Uh, what's this? that, who's that who's one? I never heard that? that one. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking for the odds. They're off right now because it was this morning. But, you know, what's interesting is that I didn't even realize it. I thought it was canceled. I didn't realize it started on Saturday. They moved it over a month. Um, so, you know, look, there, I'm very excited for college basketball. There's 18 games, like I said, this Saturday. But if you guys are listening, don't call Monday looking to get out with a doubleheader in the NFL, which you will be looking if you're going to play all these chalk favorites. you got to pick your spots. Like Brian said, you got to wait. you got to use the eyeball test. And uh, like I said, you know, between betting golf, and let's talk about betting golf for a second. We have an employee that came in and started working for us. His, his, his brother's best friend, what did he win, uh, Mike? $500,000. So you won, won a half golf match he, on that? He won
3: a half a million. Brian, it was on DraftKings. It was a $25 entry with a gazillion people in it, and he had to pick the exact top 10. Of how it finished. And he said on that 70-foot putt,
4: you said he won the 500000 Yep. There was a 70-foot putt at the end of the match, Brian. Well, here's you know the thing, Brian. So, about?
3: here, this, this is how the day goes, Brian. You'll enjoy this. So, he starts, he's playing 18. He finishes playing 18. He sees he's in, like, 260th place. No big payout. He goes, eh, I'm done. Let me go play another eighteen. So he's playing another eighteen, and on hole like on the back nine, he checks his phone and he's in the top ten. He starts freaking out. He finishes the round quickly. He watches the rest of it, and based on that crazy putt by John Rahm, ends up winning him five hundred thousand.
4: But you know, there's a you know you're going to hear about those stories all the time. You know, the reality is when I go back to trying to hit singles instead of hitting home runs. And I think what happens is a lot of people are so excited for college football that, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of guys out there just unloading on these games. And again, like I said, I, I got to watch these games. Cause value wise, I already know Dave's going to be sk- picking off dogs with all these inflated numbers. And again, you know, your take, Brian is doing this forever. Like myself, would you see a total that's sixty? And you see a line that's forty. That's always a little tell that you know they don't think the dog's going to score at all, <laughs> right? I mean, they think um, if that um, game goes we've, over,
2: we've, we've seen, I mean, some game like you know some of the dogs that Alabama plays, total 63 in the total sixty three in the.
4: Well, I'm looking at the Texas game, forty two and a half, sixty
2: one and a half. Yeah. I mean, so I, so they just the,
4: think UTEP's not going to score.
2: Yeah. I mean, now I would be. Go ahead. No, I, the, the crazy thing about that, I mean, um, when you're handicapping something like that, the disparity in talent, it comes down to um, you read on the coach, you know, is he putting the Sasquatch well, foot on him? How soon is he taking his guys out? How good are exactly. his backups? How bad is how how much of a gap and how inferior is the opponent? But it, if if the inferior opponent is actually, you know, a pretty decent team at the level of play they they're accustomed to, they're going to leave their starters in the whole way, and and it's a well, fun, and it's a so, fun, it's a funny shaped object. And, Goofy things happen. So it's Well, not, I agree. You know. I will say from a system point of view, again,
4: my system, not Dave's, is what I'm more inclined to do with a team like that is if I was going to lay the wood with Texas, I would play them in the first half. and then I would, And then I would probably, if they covered the first half or were actually covering. So this is a little free tip, guys, if you're listening. If a team is laying a huge number and they're actually covering that number, at halftime, take the dog in the second half. So let's just say it's 50 to nothing. And so not only are they covering the first half, they literally, they're literally they covering the 42.5. It's so easy for that game to end 52 7, 50 to 7 with just one it, you know, it, it is
2: the, the funny thing is, though, how many times close your eyes think of this? I mean, a, a team's a 42.5 point favorite. And, you know, whatever, an SEC team playing a. Whatever, a Mac team or something, you know. Uh, But literally, the the team returns the opening kickoff for a touchdown or their first possession, they get a score. And, oh, hey, David and Goliath, and they're up 7-0, but it's 35-7 at the half. It's like those scores usually come right at the beginning of games because by the end of the games, even the, even the, the good players on the inferior opponent have been beat to a pulp by then. Right, and it'll
4: be interesting with the lack of fans because, as I said in the beginning of the season, and I, I, know, I know our good friend in Summerlin, Troy, is listening, uh, the dogs have just been printing money. Dogs, dogs, dogs in baseball. Dogs all the time. Dogs every day. Dogs, dogs, dogs.
2: It sounds like a Christmas but, song.
4: But in the NBA... The favorites have just been rocking and rolling on the just, so it's interesting in the different dynamic of the sports. I haven't been following the NHL as closely, obviously, as you. Would you say that it's been equal, or the dogs have had the edge on winning outright? I.e., Vancouver and the Vegas Gold Knights last night.
2: Um. Well, there've been upsets. I mean, I mean, some of the teams that are still playing were upset winners. So mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I see. It's funny when you say dogs. I, I don't look at it that way. I would look at the games where you
4: Troy, – Listen, Troy's texting me right now. He said he just laid 330 on some game just to irritate me while I'm on the air. I mean, you know, like, like my whole thing is when I look at teams like San Diego Padres tonight's a perfect example, and they're laying 200, and the Dodgers are laying 200, it's just if you've been taking those spots in baseball right now, you've been getting killed. And like I said, unless you're betting the Baltimore Orioles every night printing money – Get you know, for all you See. listeners again, it's one oh five in Las Vegas, Baltimore Orioles, easy winner, cha-ching, cha ching, cha ching. There's no such thing as an easy winner, but it sounds nice. What I like about this spot is that they they do much better as an underdog. They're plus one hundred thirty, and the Mets just are like one of the worst teams in baseball on a five game losing streak. So again, the Orioles it is. Regarding the horse racing, I was gonna ask you, are you gonna be playing not only the main race, but you're playing every race up to that race, like you always do, correct? Well, the, the undercard. And a lot of uh, I'm yeah, gonna be the undercard. Playing,
2: no, I'm going pl- to be playing other tracks. Right. I'm going to be playing other tracks because the best jockeys have vacated some of the tracks to go compete at the Kentucky Derby. So there's re- the real opportunities to me exist at other tracks. And honestly, uh the undercard is great in the Derby, you know. I mean, so no, I'm mean, playing all of it, but it, it's, it's fine. I just want to go back to what you were saying about uh, favorites or dogs. Favorites or dogs. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. In hockey, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm looking at well, I'm, I'm, but I'm no, I'm looking at. I can, I, I can turn it into a dog, or you know what I mean. I can, I can lay the puck line and get a nice plus price, or I can get a plus price on the total. With the the you know the juice that's attached to the total, you know what I'm saying? It's like you know it doesn't have to necessarily be the team that wins the game that the options are there. But even the big favorite, you can turn them into quote unquote uh, like a dog money line play by playing the puck line.
4: Mhm.
2: Well, it's interesting. Like for
4: listeners that are listening, you have you have Troy and you have Dave both living in Vegas, professional sports bettors. One guy's predominantly betting dogs with their system. One guy's predominantly betting favorites. Both are profitable. Both make a good living. So for all you listeners, there is no, when I say it, don't take it serious, like, just bet all dogs because there is different ways to skin the cat. I literally, you know, if Dave bets 100 games, he's going to be heavy on 60 of them are going to be underdogs. And if Troy bets 100 games, 60 of them are going to be favorites. So I see the merits that you can't pigeonhole yourself into saying dogs or favorites. And obviously I'm the recipient of having two people that are professionals that literally oppose each other on how they wager but find a way to make money. I will say on the favorite side for Troy – The way he makes money, Brian, is, and this is really important to the the listener who wants to try to make good money betting, if you're going to be laying the chalk, you better be very selective. Dave will bet the whole board on a Saturday. Troy will bet one game. That's the big difference right there in the volume, because you can't handle losing that juice, like you said. In hockey, if you try that, you'll get killed laying the one and a half.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, the, the... You know, the analogy is just go to the roulette wheel. I'm going to bet black till it comes up. Well, okay. There'll be that day that it never comes up. <laughs> Did I tell you my last roulette wheel story since we got
4: no, five minutes? go for I walk, it. I walk, I walk into the uh, whatever casino over there, yeah. and I always play 26 black forever for 30 years. And they usually let you throw the cash down. And I, I think it was uh, whatever it was. So I walk in, I throw, and I just walk by the table, and I throw a hundred down. And I go, I yell out as the before they drop the ball, twenty six black. So you know that pays thirty. 35, whatever, that'd you know, be thirty 35, five hundred. Thirty five, right? And he waves me off, and he goes, "You didn't have a chip." And of course, I look down. Bam, twenty six black. Oh, you're
3: kidding! <laughs> oh my!
4: Oh man, I was so irritated. It was just, uh, but you know, those are the gambling stories that make it fun. By the way, um, are, is there any? Lessening of restrictions? Have you been going into Club Madrid? Are you laying off? Are you just. Oh, I doing do, the ra- no, the do, the,
2: do the radio show out there on Fridays. Uh, I just came, uh, swung over the Sun Coast this morning uh, briefly. Um, Everybody's masked up, obviously, inside? Yeah, no, and, and, you know, they've got partitions up, and there's a new, you know, there's a new world order in, in terms of how we all do this, and they've got the decals on the floors with social distancing, and. Uh, you know, people are adapting to it. I don't know, but you're little, you, you want to give us some good news? I don't know. What, when do you think we're back to normal? <laughs> give me that. Well, ad- I mean, I know back? after the election. I, after the election.
4: I mean, listen. I I do everything.
2: Listen, I'm not. I mean, I mean, I, I. What you say is not is not wrong. No, but I mean, whole hog, like. I mean one I mean winter, I don't know, man yeah here
0: as a
4: father, as a father, I got a seventh grader and a tenth grader, and both of them woke up this morning at six thirty. They got dressed, they came downstairs and then they got they turned on their laptops and zoomed with thirty people. I mean, it's a different when you say new world order,
2: you know, school just started in Maryland, I, yeah, because, I mean, you know, my and honestly, my heart, my heart goes out right? to these kids because honestly, uh, My granddaughter's going three days, two at home. And, you know, how much are they learning at home? I mean, hey, real quick, real quick, real quick. Were you at the Suncoast this morning?
4: Briefly. Troy told me, he just texted me, he said he saw you at the Suncoast this morning when he was cashing a ticket. And he decided not to hit you on the back. The <laughs> oh, oh.
2: well, <laughs> if, if, if he'd hit me this time, well, first of all. <laughs> First of all, this time he'd have done it. He'd be hitting me with a mask. All right. Uh, right, Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. I just got a text. that says saw him this
4: morning, but I was running late. Didn't stop to say hi. That's oh, good, funny. Good.
2: Well, tell tell Troy my my uh, my uh, my heart thanks him. <laughs> I, I want to ask you
4: this question before we wrap this this segment up this week. What do you think about that hard number on September thirteenth, seven? and 39 and a half bills jets
3: oh boy
2: uh, oh. That's a good number i i, I think the I, I think the bills are winning the division but the jets usually play them tough it's it's a division game um and- you know you know what i you know what i would say the over and and, and i'll I'll say the over because i do believe that that the visiting offenses are going to score more points. The Bills have upgraded their running, their passing attack, and I, I think the, the Jets. I, 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 in a weird way, I'm going to say over. That's a weird over. Normally they're low scoring nothing. games, but I would. Th- if I, the number's good though. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch that. Probably be Jets nah, for you're... me. It would probably be the Jets or nothing to me as long as it's a, a touchdown or more. And what do you think about this last game since obviously the game
4: everybody's going to be betting? Tampa Bay minus three at the Saints.
2: Saints by 20. With Brady. Saints by 20. Wow. Blow them out. I'm sorry, not Tampa Bay minus three. We'll talk about it next week. Blow them out. We'll talk about it next week. (laughs) All right, guys. It's always a pleasure. Have a great week. We invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. And let me say next week, next week, the day before football, uh, hey, we're finally getting there. Check out the website sportsinsiderradio.com.
1: It's the Vegas Bowl, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.gov.
4: USA Radio News with Tim Berg. If President Trump and his administration had done their jobs early on with this crisis, American schools would be open, and they'd be open safely. Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden speaking in his home state of Delaware. Biden also took questions from reporters and was asked why he's heading to Kenosha on Thursday.